regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular features of Sean. Hello. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Climb on in to the regular features podcast. There's plenty of room. Just like every single week, we will be bringing you some funny features. What we have written to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, what's yours about? Uh, mine's about um, just kind of reassessing the kind of belief that I have in the immutable laws of the world. You're done goofed, Scrabbles. I haven't goofed. You're done. Your ping you're pong done goofed. Got- you doof duped. <laughs> you done. You done. Got duped by the internet, mate. Um, they said it couldn't be done, but you done got did. The internet opened my eyes to what's really going on around us. That's really the point of my feature, and it's not something that you should tell anyone I work with. <laughs> That's a really good way of, of switching around, being like, actually, I'm glad this happened because yeah, I love it. had it not. I would have learnt less. Exactly. So, yeah, that's why I like. I'd about be it. ignorant. Log, what have you got? It's not what I got. It's what our readers have got. Every Ooh. single reader of regular features today is getting a multi-billion-dollar yacht, and I'm going to tell them how to use it. Shit. You Strap might in. already have your yachts. If you don't, I'll be telling you how to get them. Gav, what have you got? Just vibes. Just yep, vibes. Absolute good, vibes. Good. Good vibes, good times. I love bouncing off you, good. Gav. Long, I, uh, I can't wait for COVID to be over when I can physically bounce off you. I'm a good bouncer. I'm a good bouncer. I'm the, I'm the glue tying these somewhat uh, different yeah. features together. That's a really, a, a really good thing that glue often does is allow you to bounce off it. That's, that's how good you are at your job, Gav. Also, uh, I've got the login for. Zencaster. Oh, I thought you were say my email. So shut up now. <laughs> I, I've got the login for Zencaster, and I've th- I've got the one the long Zoom account as well. So I pay for both of those. So when you ask me what I do, it exists because of me. How about that, <laughs> bitch? Do you how, want me to let the that? SoundCloud of subscription lapse again? You're reading regular features. Congratulations on choosing the podcast that consistently rewards its most loyal readers. And we've got very something special lined up for you this, the 420th episode. Oh no. As one of the 7 million readers who tune in every week, you should already have received your billion-dollar yacht. If you can't see it in your driveway, there's no need to worry. Simply call your local marina and ask, politely, Where the hell's my yacht? (laughs) But be patient. Your local marina is bound by the security protocols of maritime law, and they can't just give out yachts willy-nilly. That's because yachts cost many billions of pounds, and local marinas get many calls from felons and perverts trying to bag themselves a big boat for note. <laughs> so be prepared for a couple of simple security questions, such as what colour your yacht is, it's white, where it might be, in the water. And if they've enabled two-factor authentication, they might ask you for your PIN number. It's four zeros, we didn't change it. Get those questions right, and they'll be bound by the laws of Poseidon to hand you the sea keys to your seven-story regular features luxury mega-yacht for sailing around in, and if you're extremely unlucky, getting assassinated on. Now, you're probably thinking, 
What do I do with a massive brine-faring vessel with 70 bedrooms and a propeller big enough to decapitate a million Kirsty McCalls? Well, that's why I'm here today. I hated writing that <laughs> Kirsty McCall line almost as much as I hated reading it. <laughs> well, that's why I'm here today. Simply follow my advice and say goodbye to your meagre life of eight quid Mionetto Prosecco from Tesco. By the end of this feature, your hand will be drifting in the fridge inexorably rightwards to that 12 quid bottle of Frischnet. And within a painless month, You'll be shouting over to the cashiers. Excuse me, can you just approve this £12 bottle of Prishnet Prosecco, please? I'm in a hurry to get back to my yacht. So let's begin. Step one. Stop embarrassing us and carry yourself like you own a fucking yacht, you beautiful slob. You are an ambassador for the regular features brand now, so it's time for some tough love. Stand up straight. Put your shoulders back and point your chest into that ruby cloud-slashed sunset. You're mixing with yacht people now. (laughs) What would David Bowie's ghost think if he walked into Monte Carlo's yacht paddock and saw you hunched in a deck chair, a teaspoon in your mouth, and an empty six-pack of Petit Falou lying empty on your chest? And I dread to think what the Queen of England would think if she spied you through the porthole of your cabin from her royal crow's nest. Your knees tucked into your chest, licking the last streaks of yoghurt out of an empty hippopotamus carton. We get it. This is all new to you, and you don't see why you have to give up your favourite yoghurts. That's why, with every regular features episode 420 yacht, we're going to throw in a free finishing school course and makeover service so you don't make a faux pas with the many celebrities you're about to call your best buds. We'll make sure you fit in with the wet jet set yet. (laughs) Included in your kit, brine-proof undercrackers to keep your taint chap free. A hip flask with a little sucky teat in it so you can discreetly wean yourself off affordable yoghurts while your new friend Phil Collins plays you a wild drum solo. A flag with your surname and a large blood diamond embroidered onto it to reassure the cast of Maiden Chelsea that it's your yacht and that you are rich beyond morality. Half of a treasure map, a great conversation changer if you find yourself running out of things to say to celebrities about their chandeliers. Simply whip it out and say, Has anyone got the other half to this treasure map? And when everyone shrugs, you can walk out muttering, I gots to get that treasure. This will give you vital minutes to hide in the toilet and Google facts about chandeliers. Tip two. (laughs) Invite everyone over for a party as soon as you crash into the pier. So, you've smashed your Magyot into the main pier at the Cannes Film Festival. All eyes are on you. It's time to show them how the regular feature readers party. First, fill the chocolate fountain. The celebrities are about to descend on your brand new yacht and will insist on dipping their Tesco finest cheese twists into something. And if the chocolate fountain's not on, they'll end up using the toilets and leaving you a bad party review on Celebrity Trip Advisor. Second, make sure you play only U2 on the Bluetooth speaker. Bono is a master of disguise, and even if it looks like he isn't there, any one of your guests could rip off their face at any point and say, Wait a minute. This isn't Actung, baby. <laughs> the offended Bono will then get everyone to join a conga line off your boat. This is how Bono rules the flotilla. His is an empire of fear. You are not yet powerful enough to challenge Bono. Bide your time. 
Finally, if you give out a gift basket, don't put cream eggs in them. Madonna is allergic to fondant and will aggressively <laughs> employ you and then immediately sack you right out of the sea. Tip three. Befriend How the is this three tips? <laughs> <laughs> befriend the other vessels in the harbour. With all this talk of Madonna and Bono, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Madonna won't attend your first party, and you're a long way from appearing on Bono's radar. So fold away your fan of daggers for now. Yours <laughs> is the smaller sea. <laughs> fan of daggers? Look down. H from Steps has a shop and a tugboat that travels from yacht to yacht. Provide him with the seven scarab beetles that you can steal from the poop decks of the original S-Club lineup, and he'll give you an ornate key that unlocks a secret room in your cabin. In here, you can access several outfits that will allow you to take on undercover missions as a royal butler, a session basis for Maroon 5, or a sexy pirate. Be sure to use the appropriate costume for the mission, as Maroon 5 have no use for a royal butler. And if Adam Levine from Maroon 5, so much as catches a whiff of a sexy pirate, he'll leap out of his barber's chair and dry hump you so fast with his hard tattooed body that it will obliterate your skeleton, and you'll regenerate with a happy gasp at the last muster station you assembled on. A general warning, Cher can appear on any boat at any time, and if you take too long, she'll follow you at a steadily increasing speed until she catches you, or you jump into the sea. Tip 4. Act properly on the Queen's boat, you fucking idiot. <laughs> if you throw a proper party and everyone starts talking about how many cokes they had, you will receive a wax-sealed parchment inviting you to dine on Queen's Black Steel Cruiser. It's pronounced like that. The royal family has changed a lot since the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> When aboard this vessel... This is like a mad... If you put some music behind there, this would be like a mad spoken word song. Yeah. If you just put some, like, fucking old slow jazz under it. <laughs> so it's like beat poetry. That's a thing. Is like, I know we didn't. We said we would talk about... I feel fucking stoned as fuck listening to this. <laughs> I have since he said Mianetto Prosecco from Tesco. So... <laughs> I just want to get plow through to the end now. You will receive a wax-sealed parchment inviting you to dine on Queen Elizabeth's black steel cruiser. It's impossible to say that woman has got a fucking perception filter around her name. Did you not do that on purpose? No, not that time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when aboard this vessel, be sure to follow the regal rules. Number one. Tip four, subsection A, I should say. Don't worry about which knife and fork to use. Use your fan of daggers. <laughs> Debrett's etiquette does not apply on yachts. It's a cutlery free-for-all. This is the one time in your life where it's okay to grab the queen's swan-loaded fork out of her hand and say, Yoink, your majesty. So, take advantage of the situation. Subsection B. Don't sidle up to a corgi and whisper, this queen, I've heard she's a bit of a slag. Do you reckon I'll get my fingers wet? <laughs> All the corgis are mic'd up and she will be livid. Subsection 3. Between the main course and dessert, the queen's face will go serious and she'll ask you what your favourite crown jewels are. This is a real Ben Kingsley in Sexy Beast moment of tension. Stroke your chin five seconds like you're actually thinking about it and then say, Yours? She'll say, damn right, Skippy, and give you the key to Bono's boat. Yes. Tip four, upgrade your boat. 
We've included everything you need to sail the seven seas, but if you want to be fully prepared for the final showdown with Bono, you need to put wheels on it so you can drive around New York to recruit the Edge. An enchanted compass to find the secret eighth sea where Adam Clayton plays his haunting siren bass lines, and a bathyspear to fully explore Atlantis where Larry Mullen Jr. lives. <laughs> Tip five. Murder Bono on his own boat and become the flotilla god by the ancient laws. If you've assembled the members of U2 and maxed out their loyalty by following their side missions, they will now appear and hold him down, allowing you to plunge the seven daggers of Megiddo into his chakras and land kick after satisfying kick on his balls until he evaporates into nothing but a beautiful singing voice. If you haven't, your adventure ends here, with Bono's long fingernails scoring a gash in the length of your feet and his chattering teeth clamping down hard on your scalp. With a flick of his powerful neck, he flays your entire skin like a magician would a tablecloth. Enjoy your yacht. Yeah, this is. I, I did a, a live stream where I watched Ratatouille the other day because I'd never seen it. Everyone's uh, talking is, about this... Ratatouille at the minute. <laughs> you're the second. Okay. Per- you're the second person today. Serious? Because yeah. it's really good. I'm told it's really. It good. is good, isn't it? It's a great film. I talked about this recently though, and I talked about it a little bit on the timeline thing. I feel like rats are a little bit fucking short sighted because if they can basically control humans like Max, why stop a cooking a bit of fucking pasta? He can only like... he can only control the one human like a Mac. I think he's just a no. special Mac human. No, no, no. There's nothing special about that human. In fact, it, it, maybe the special thing is that he's so fucking shit at everything that a rat can take him over just by pulling a bit of his hair. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what makes him special. He's shit. Yeah, but there's going to be worse humans than him out there, which means that they could take over that human, but it, they could find a shit human that's just fucking stacked. Um, and just ha- You'd probably need two rats to control him. I don't know how this works. Yeah, like Pacific Rim. Um, <laughs> two rats very much in love can control him. Yeah. <laughs> So you rat- that should be Ratatouille. Ratatouille, because there's two of them. <laughs> nice. There you go. Two of them controlling a big beefy bastard, and he becomes president. Sorted. Titty titty bum bum. Titty titty bum. Titty bum bum. Titty bum. Titty titty bum. Boys, I fell for it. I fell for the hoax. What? You know, there's an there's the new next generation consoles that came out this week. What consoles? Well, in this case, I'm referring to the Xbox Series X, and there was a hoax where someone was there. Someone put on Reddit that the f- fan on the top could hold up a ping pong ball, <laughs> like a Malteser. <laughs> yeah, and I saw it, and I immediately fell for it, and I thought it was yeah. brilliant. I was watching. I was yeah. looking at it. I was like, "That's so good. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen on a console." <laughs> and I was so excited about the ping pong ball being real that I didn't Hang stop on. for a minute to consider it wasn't real. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. It's not real. Well, which, what have you seen? It's feasible. <laughs> Ping pong balls are lying. Oh, I've see, seen some shit, boy. <laughs> I've seen, I've I, seen saw a, I saw <laughs> a picture of a ping pong ball floating above an Xbox. Right. And oh, then I saw right. loads of people explaining how it would work. Right. <laughs> and I went, that's real. And so I believed it. <laughs> you guys are real. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, what, Did what you see you a diagram I've... of like the airflow around a ping pong ball? Bernoulli's principle, my friend. Bernoulli's yes. principle. <laughs> of course, I didn't want to say that in case I made the feed made the readers feel stupid. But <laughs> well, I, I had to look it up. You forget. <laughs> you forget how smart this podcast is, man. We talk about everything on this. Bernoulli's <laughs> Bernoulli's principle. The lot. In in my head, though, I feel like I've seen a video of it working. Well, well I haven't, have I? There is there have I? there is a video out there from celebrated lying YouTuber T Martin who who has claimed to do it in a video. But he's also the guy that got busted for like I think this is fine to say, allegedly busted for telling children to gamble in Counter Strike oh, or something. Yeah, 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 it's the yeah, same yeah. guy. So I don't I don't <laughs> yeah. necessarily trust him. Look, the jury's out. Maybe a ping pong ball can float above an Xbox. I'm pretty sure it can't, and I fell for it immediately. I felt really stupid. And it's well, how, me- when you say, but that's the thing, though, when you say fell for yeah, it, yeah, did you tweet? Considering you are the news, the international news lead for this, quite this is, yes, this is substantial where- gaming blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I did write a story what? about it on IGN. <laughs> that's not the worst thing you could do. Well, <laughs> thankfully, all right, all right. I wrote. There was a lot of seeming lees in there, and yeah, and I wrote it in a very funny tone. I was like, "Oh, wouldn't this be yeah. cool? It's the dream." Whoa, check this, game heads. And uh, exactly, <laughs> hey, true believers, do you <laughs> do you believe in ping pong? Uh, and then afterwards, you know, I rolled back from it, and it was fine. It's absolutely fine. Took a step back. You, you walked it back. You, you I said, spend look, time maybe I was too... Like. Yeah, I said, I'm about to, about to step away. I was tired and emotional. Uh, and, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be donating quite a lot of money to... Shut up. Uh, Don't ping- even put that out there. <laughs> Don't put the ping, the ping pong uh, protection trust. Don't put the <laughs> idea really of me work. having to donate to charity out there. I will not do it. <laughs> that, so, yeah, but... I, but also I feel like going, hey, guess what? Mm. You can put a ping pong ball on the top of your Xbox. That is fun. That's exactly what what I said to my bosses. (laughs) 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 Uh, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say this story and if we're allowed to put it in, Joe, great. If it's got to be cut, you say it. But I'm going to... When you first joined IGN, do you remember one of the first videos that you pulled me into doing? I did not pull you into doing that. Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> Joe joined IGN. You can see things have been going pretty well for me. And it's like, do you know what? You need to get your edge back, Murphy. Uh, I'm Joe Scrubbles, UK news editor now. And Joe had heard on the dark web where he gets all his fucking ping pong mad related <laughs> stories from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a hacker had basically made it so you could play Super Mario 64 on an Xbox. Mm. And, and Joe made me 
do a video with him on it. I just realised shaking your head isn't an audible thing for a podcast. I would like it known that I am vociferously shaking my head at everything being said. Uh, and at the time, not only our... Well, our boss was fine about it because he's a legend, but our boss's boss's boss and their bosses went fucking apeshit about it. Well, because the problem we... The problem we got ourselves into is we got very excited about it and we were like, isn't this cool? What a cool thing to do. And instead of making a video where we said, look what you can do, we said, yeah. here's exactly how you two can do this. <laughs> the pathway to fucking... And, um, yeah, that's, that's incitement. Yeah, well done. And our boss's boss, uh, I believe the word he used was outrageous. <laughs> And we were like, I was like, oh, oh, you think it's outrageous? That's sweet. And they were like, no, not like outrageous. Not like peep it's show. Outrageous. No, it's <laughs> sick. Oh, brilliant. He says it's sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got to stop saying these American words, man. Like, I don't know what you mean. And the tone does not come across over email. And then he was like, I want to fucking, sp- I want to, I need to speak to Murphy down the line. I was like, no, he sounds angry. I don't want to speak to him. You can speak to my boss instead. Um, well, any the, the the moral of that story which is basically what I'm saying is Joe's got fucking previous. Nah, Gav made me do that, um, <laughs> and that's why he left. <laughs> Cloud of shame. <laughs> look, what I'm saying, I'm trying to come clean here, not look worse. My point is that uh, making that mistake has made me re-examine quite a quite a lot of things about what I just believe. You know, I just look at something and I believe it. And what I have to do is apply some more critical thinking. And I've realized that there's Love several it. things in my life that I believe in too blindly. And I've reassessed them and I would like to present them to you as a podcast. Excellent. A uh, thing that I believed in blindly, number one, that birds are descended from dinosaurs. I've believed this since I was five years old. I was obsessed with dinosaurs as a child. Yeah. So learning that birds were descended from dinosaurs was cool because it was like a connection between the real world and cool fantasy lizard world that I wished I lived in. And I've held same, on to that by one. By the same token, pterodactyls aren't dinosaurs. They're just birds, <laughs> I believed. Well, it, who knows what's going on in this crazy world of ours. Because when <laughs> I, I, hate, I hated that. <laughs> I hated finding out I was a kid. It's like, yeah, these fucking massive ass lizards are actually just bitch ass birds well i've got good news Uh. for you murphy because i looked into it and now the scales pun intended have fallen from my eyes dinosaurs have eyes also pun intended dinosaurs have eyes (laughs) it's pretty simple stuff if birds were descended from dinosaurs we'd all be dead have you seen dinosaurs they are fucking wild Teeth the size of my arm, arms the size of my teeth, big honking <laughs> cloacas that could shit out an egg big enough to crush a pram. Even the ones that eat mud or whatever could easily beat me in a fight. And a stegosaurus could probably steal all my books afterwards by wedging them in between its horrible back bits. Nasty pricks, dinosaurs. Now compare them to birds. Birds have no teeth, no arms, shit eggs that couldn't break a baby's leg even. Don't even help cavemen do construction work, except the one that was used as a whistle at the end of the shift in Flintstone's intro, but I think he was a pervert. <laughs> and don't forget the record player bird. <laughs> he's the idol. No, he's disgusting. And if a bird <laughs> came into my house to take my books, I would simply hit it with a brick. Job done. 
No comparison between dinosaurs and birds. End of. Nail in the coffin. I've seen the end of the dinosaur sitcom. And that comet in Panama or wherever killed all the dinosaurs, even the ones in nappies. Birds don't come from dinosaurs. They're probably just a nicer type of wasp. (laughs) Thing number two that I have believed in. What? Before you say that, I do love the idea that there's a a dinosaur so big (laughs) that the egg would crush a pram. And bird so small that an egg wouldn't even break a baby's leg but there's a goldilocks sized cloaca that lays an egg that just re- lands perfectly in your pram and then you take care of it like a cuckoo <laughs> and that's the baby dinosaur with the nappy that it all works one. out <laughs> what's thing number two thing number two that i've believed in too blindly is that birds' wings aren't arms. Because you know how I just said that birds don't have arms as a point of difference mm. between them and dinosaurs? Well, I did some digging, and I'm not actually so sure. On first what? glance, it feels pretty obvious that birds don't have arms when you look at them. Because what's an arm? It's sort of like a haunted tree poking out near your head. And what's a wing? It's like a butter knife covered in big hair. Different. So, and also, right, if you give a bird a knife and fork, they'll embarrass themselves. No way you're doing that with arms. But boffins have used labs to remove the hair from a wing and then used microscopes to see what's under the wing meat. And the answer is that there's a load of bones that look pretty much like an arm, actually. It's got an elbow and everything, which is like the knee of an arm, but more elegant. Why are birds hiding that they have arms and pretending that they have flat, so-called wings? What's their game? They not have shame. We named important bits of planes after birds' wings. The Wright brothers didn't die trying to put wings on a blimp in the Hindenburg disaster just to be made fun of by birds. I am furious at birds right now. Which leads me to my third thing that I have believed in too blindly, which is that there isn't a pane of glass above us that all the birds are just walking on and making us look like chumps. (laughs) We're pretty clear on the fact at this point that wings are just arms and birds are pretending for some reason. But what reason? Well, you, like me, have probably lived under the assumption that birds are always flying around above us just by using wings. We just go about our lives thinking birds can just do that. They can jump down off a twig and somehow shoot up into the empty air using bits of their bodies. They just hoot and sing up there. You know what hooting and singing sounds like to me? It sounds like they're laughing at us. They're giggling their fucking hidden arms off because there's actually a big pane of glass suspended 40 feet above the whole world. And that's where birds live. They're not flying. (laughs) They're walking up there. And they've taken us all for fools. I looked on a website about this, and it said the glass around the world was built by the Mayans to keep their volcanoes nice and hot in the winter. I submit that birds quickly worked out that the glass was a nice place to hang out, tip-tapping around with their talons, making all nice noises, and talking about humans behind our backs, and dropping bits of paper down to say things like, nice wing you got there, signed a bird, to fool us into thinking they've got no arms. Birds have been playing the long game. They're up there playing hockey and other arm sports, making us look like mugs. I can't believe I thought there wasn't glass up there for birds to pretend to fly on. I'm an idiot! <laughs> Why would they go to all this trouble? 
there's only one possible answer, and it's that birds actually are descended from dinosaurs because dinosaurs are cunts and so are birds. QED. <laughs> Falling for that ping pong thing really hit you hard, didn't it? It was bullshit. <laughs> Look stupid in public. At least you, like, I feel like more people, just to make you feel better, I feel like a lot more people fell for the old uh, vape trick. I think people were vaping into their Xbox and going, oh, look, my Xbox is fucked. It's smoking. Oh, was that, a, was that a real thing? That happened. People poured vape into their Xboxes and went, my Xbox broke, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually, me falling for the ping pong thing just makes me smarter, if anything. Yeah. Well, at least the, the ping pong thing's not hurting anyone. Like, no one is going, my Xbox is so fuck, it's spewing out ping pong. It's <laughs> <laughs> just firing them out through the tiny holes. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I think I saw some people being like, oh, the ping pong thing's not about IGN. Just a start. Just in general. They're like... <laughs> What's next? Cricket balls? <laughs> I'm not continuing that thought because I'm thinking of a cricket ball flying out and it's so delightful I'm going to write about it on the web. <laughs> regular features, regular features, regular features, regular regular features, regular features, regular features, regular features. Thank you for listening to the Regular Features podcast, the podcast that's the same every week, as evidenced by the last 30 to 40, perhaps 10 minutes that you've just listened to, depending on Steve's decisions as an editor. Um, The interesting thing that I've got to say is, you know how you can support us on patreon.com slash regular features? You you can kick in a pound an episode, a dollar an episode, a ruble an episode, if you're a real fucking Russian cheapskate. You can give us all sorts of different currencies these days and keep us in beer. And You know how we said originally that Log was going to come down from Nottingham all the time? That's not happening anymore. So he's pocketing all that cash. It's amazing. Can I just add, I never never got the money for my trains. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's the Patreon video that still doesn't fucking include me. uh, Very much says that it's for your trains. But boys, you know our reward for Patreons, besides all the things that we promised them in that video that are very much out of date, uh, which is every week. We give them a name. And this week, out of nowhere, I've just had this thought, right? We should give them the last three Patreons that Steve selected should be given B names. B names. B names. Well, I've got a special surprise for you. Because not only am I going to ask you to make B names, I'm going to ask you to guess the three B names that Steve has come up with and WhatsApped to me just before oh. we've started this section. Okay, this is this is good. This is like taboo for B names. To be. <laughs> to be is better than most of the B names we come up with week on week. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the person's name, and then you have to guess the B name that Steve has made up based on that person's name. Would that, is it is it going to be possible at all? Mm, no. Uh, <laughs> the first person... <laughs> Is yeah. Stephen Billings. Stephen Bees. <laughs> You're weirdly closer than you think. Oh, 
It's not Buzz Buzz Billings, is it? It's not Buzz Buzz Billings. Okay. Uh, uh. Steve's gone for Stephen Beastings. Straight up. Ah, that's, that's good. That's that. fine. Stephen Beastings. What did okay. I say? Stephen Buzzbees. <laughs> Buzzbees. <laughs> Both good in their own ways. The second patron is Aubrey Hesselgren. Well, he's got B in there. Or B, but I'm going to call him the Honky Tonk, honky tonk Honeycomb King. <laughs> you were close the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's name is O.B. Hasselin' Me. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, amazing week for these people because they're getting two B names each. They are. That's well, they three in some occasions. Uh, and the final Patreon, appropriately the third Patreon, Alan Third. Alan Third. Eric the Third a B. <laughs> nope. <No. laughs> Why Eric? Is that a it's bee's a, name? It's a very famous Monty Python song, Eric the Half a Bee. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Alan Third. Oops, I turned on a bee. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did Steve say? Steve said, Alan, third bee from the hive. <laughs> nice. That's the one, isn't it? That's the one. Obviously, it is. In fact, it's just fucking ruined me and destroy me and edit me out for saying the thing that he probably gets a lot with his name. So ruin that, please. Buzz it out. Done it. Put a buzz, buzz a bee out. buzzing on it. You think Alan turd on a bee is something that's said all the time, <laughs> But if... <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there now it's not um, nah I don't think so I think you're a very different kind of bully Log. <laughs> if you too Log's like, look, imagine like you like imagine you really felt bad about that he was just like Log's gone away and gone oh, I've really brought up some painful memories for Alan mate like, have you fuck <laughs> did you turn you turned on a bee again oh Alan <laughs> If you would like a B name or any kind of name that we give, B probably name. a B Who name, uh, you can subscribe to us per episode on regular feet. No, patreon.com slash regular features. God, Steve's really good at this bit. Effortless, yeah, Steve. Really Steve doesn't good. even think about it. He's got a real, like, curly little mind. Uh, right. <laughs> we should go because I've got nothing else to say. I don't know about you, boys. No. no, I'm done, mate. Good. I'm good. I love that. Well done. Right. Well done, everyone. Good. Oh, it's nice to just end like that, isn't it? Just tail off. Is it? Yeah, I liked just it. I like, I like it. I'm just ending Is like it? this, yeah. All right. It's nice. All right. Well done, everyone. Yeah. Good. good Especially you, Joe. Well done. Thank you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. What's that? Where's that come from? You were shit. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say it. Not going to deny it. All right, that was excellent. <laughs> really like that. Regular Ficheros. <laughs>